coming up on 5-Minute News. State of the Union, Biden announces no-fly zone. Russia hits civilian areas as armed convoy stalls in Ukraine. And Supreme Court may restrict EPA's rules to slow climate crisis. It's Wednesday, March 2. I'm Anthony Davis. President Joe Biden vowed to make Vladimir Putin pay a price for Russia's invasion of Ukraine in his State of the Union address, rallying allies abroad while also outlining his plans at home to fight inflation and the fading but still dangerous coronavirus. Biden highlighted the bravery of Ukrainian defenders and the resolve of a newly reinvigorated Western alliance that has worked to rearm the Ukrainian military and cripple Russia's economy through sanctions. He delivered an ominous warning that without consequences, Russian President Putin's aggression wouldn't be contained to Ukraine. Throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos, Biden said, and the costs and threats to America and the world keep rising. Biden outlined plans to address inflation by reinvesting in American manufacturing capacity, speeding supply chains, and reducing the burden of childcare and elder care on workers. Set against disquiet at home and danger abroad, the White House had conceived last night's speech as an opportunity to highlight the improving coronavirus outlook, rebrand Biden's domestic policy priorities, and show a path to lower costs for families grappling with soaring inflation. A number of Republican lawmakers, both in the House and Senate, announced their intent to boycott Biden's State of the Union address. While not historically remarkable, the statements are nevertheless a sign of the continued deep polarization present in Washington and across the US. Russia bombed a TV tower in Ukraine's capital on Tuesday and rained rockets on the city of Kharkiv as Moscow intensified its bombardment of Ukrainian urban areas in a shift of tactics after its six-day invasion stalled. A U.S. official said a miles-long armoured column bearing down on the capital, Kiev, had not made any advances in the past 24 hours, frozen in place by logistics problems, short on fuel and food, and perhaps pausing to reassess tactics. Russia's defence ministry urged Kiev residents to flee and said it would strike unspecified areas used by Ukraine's security services and communications. Speaking in a heavily guarded government compound in Kiev, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said Russia must first stop bombing people before peace talks could make any headway. Zelensky spoke by phone for 30 minutes with President Joe Biden on Tuesday and said the artillery barrages on the eastern city of Kharkiv amounted to state terrorism. But nearly a week since Russian troops poured over the border, they have not captured a single major Ukrainian city after running into far fiercer resistance than they expected. Many Western military analysts fear that Russia will now fall back on tactics which call for crushing bombardment of built-up areas before trying to enter them.
The Russians have been surprised not only by the scale of Ukrainian resistance, but also by poor morale among their own forces, some of whom surrendered without a fight. Human rights groups and Ukraine's ambassador to the United States have accused Russia of using cluster bombs and vacuum bombs, weapons condemned by many organizations. Moscow denies targeting civilians. More than 660,000 people, mostly women and children, have fled Ukraine to neighboring countries such as Poland and Romania since the invasion began, according to the UN Refugee Agency. Conservative justices on the U.S. Supreme Court have signaled that they may be willing to restrict the federal government's ability to address the climate crisis. In a case that could have profound implications for those affected by climate change, the Supreme Court considered an argument brought by West Virginia, a major coal mining state, that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency be limited in how it regulates planet heating gases from the energy sector. The Biden administration wants the court to throw out the case as baseless because it doesn't relate to any existing regulation. But John Roberts, the chief justice, said West Virginia and other states could still claim some harm from rules not yet enacted. Brett Kavanaugh, another conservative, noted that the court had previously expressed skepticism about the government's ability to regulate a significant portion of the American economy. The case has deeply worried environmental groups, stoking fear it could hobble any effort to set strict limits on carbon pollution from coal-fired plants. The Biden administration is already dealing with congressional refusal to enact the climate change proposals in its Build Back Better domestic spending plan. Now the justices are taking up an appeal from 19 mostly Republican-led states and coal companies over whether the EPA has the authority to limit carbon dioxide emissions. Biden has pledged to cut greenhouse gas emissions in half by the end of the decade. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.